All right, that's a win. That is the fifth win in the last 21 games for this Reds team, but it's a win. One nothing, their second one nothing defeat of the season or one nothing win of the season, and it at least allows us to look at some positive things. We're going to do that here on today's Locked On Reds podcast. I'll wrap up the series. I kind of didn't get this one recorded real quick after their bad loss on Tuesday night, so I figured I'd wait till the end of today's game and just wrap it all up as a whole. We'll talk about all of it here on the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining. I'm your host, Jeff Garth. Thank you for watching. If you're here on YouTube, if this is your first time, make sure that you're subscribed. And if you're listening to me on your favorite podcasting app, thank you so much for that. And make sure you're following me right there on that app. All right, coming up here, we're going to get going. Uh, before we do, I wanted to let you know after today's show, go check out the Locked On MLB podcast. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully has a wealth of knowledge, both past and present, when it comes to the game of baseball. And he imparts it to you each and every day. Go check out the Locked On MLB podcast after we're done here today, wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Reds podcast. We are free on all platforms now when it comes to YouTube or any podcasting app you can think of. Thank you so much for finding me today. The Reds didn't get swept, and that would have been absolutely terrible. I mean, obviously, you'd rather win than lose, but we're talking about a Pirates team who has no series sweeps at all this season. And it really kind of felt in doubt there in the ninth inning as Michael Givens allowed two base runners. Guy got to third. Granted, it was with two outs, but all in all, he was able to pitch around it. And Tyler Malley, what a performance by him, just limiting the damage. There were a lot of innings where guys were on base. He had to pitch around that, but for the most part, pitched really well. He continues his dominance away from Great American Ballpark. He now has a 1.85 ERA. And we're talking about a large sample size, too, 97 innings for Tyler Malley with a 1.85 ERA on the road this year. Worth noting that, you know, should the Reds make some kind of run and make it to that wildcard game, it could be an argument as to who should start. It might be interesting to see where the Reds are at at that point, if they even make it there. But... I still feel like they've got a shot, and he might be a guy that you look at to start that game. It's also interesting to note that Malley just still loves pitching against the Pirates. In his career, he has 50 and two-thirds innings total pitched against the Pirates, nine starts against them. That was his fourth win. He's four and three. First time I've ever really referenced a record, but it's worth noting in head-to-head matchups. And he has an ERA of 3.04 against Pittsburgh with 44 strikeouts. So good inning, uh, good uh, outing for him all around. He's been a dude that outside of Wade Miley, he's been the Reds' best pitcher, the second best pitcher on the staff all year long and has absolutely showed his quality and shown that he's starting to grow. I, I think that he is a top 20 pitcher in the major leagues. I think he's got a shot at really making that next step next year. We'll see exactly what that means for him. I think it starts with pitching better at home, but at least he's pitching good 
on the road. Uh, as far as the lineup goes, hey, one nothing, And that one run was scored on a sacrifice fly. Sometimes you just got to win those games. Sometimes, no matter what, at the end of the day, if you put that W in the call or put a number in the call underneath the W, that's all you care about. The lineup wasn't great. They got shut down by a guy who's thrown a grand total of seven innings all year long. I think I said on Cincy 360 on ESPN 1530 earlier today that he hasn't pitched at all this year. That's not true. He's pitched seven innings. And this is you know, career mark is seven innings because this is his first career season. So yeah, not great, but they got shut down by this guy and they got shut down by a bunch of other dudes coming out of the bullpen. They just got one run, but Hey, if you give up zero, then you win the reds won. They didn't lose. That's nice to see something that is, uh, not happened enough over the last 21 games. Like I mentioned, we're talking about like three weeks worth of games and the reds have won five count them five as they are in the hunt uh for this wild card uh spot second wild card spot but uh yeah they are able to pull the rabbit out of their hat and hey shogo got a double that's good you know two hits in two days back-to-back days that's nice to see from shogo akiyama maybe he's something down the stretch for the reds a couple of weeks ago, we weren't even talking about him. So whatever, maybe he's something for the Reds off the bench or, you know, getting spot starts here and there like he's gotten mostly because of injuries. I mean, you've got Tyler Nakin, who after that collision with Jose Barrero, I, I think we might see him go on the IL. Not really sure, but it, it just it seemed at the time like something that was going to happen. And they have not made that announcement yet, but I think they're waiting on Jesse Winker coming back. There are reports that Winker might be back for this weekend series against the Dodgers, which will be huge because they need all hands on deck for that series, which we'll talk about later on. But the biggest thing that I was excited about was Mally's performance and also the bullpen. Lucas Sims, Michael Lorenzen looked fantastic. And Michael Givens was exactly as good as he needed to be, which leads me to it leads me to want to talk more about this bullpen because they deserve some credit over these last. We, we've talked about how how much of a struggle these last three weeks have been. The bullpen's not been one of those struggles. I'll tell you about that here in just a minute. Before we get into that, though, I wanted to let you know that you can bring all of your entertainment under one television screen. If you're watching the game on TV, you've got highlights on your phone, you're using your tablet for streaming, you've got uh, your neighbor's best friend's password for the good stuff, and and you're just killing your Wi-Fi bandwidth at home, stop it. Go to directtv.com today. Learn about DirecTV Stream and bring your television to 2021 and get all of your entertainment under one television screen with direct TV. They can bring together your sports movies, TV shows, and more all under your main television. Use direct TV stream through DirectTV.com. You can learn more there. Just make sure you got a compatible device for that. Most, most of us do, but go to directtv.com to learn more about direct TV stream and bring your television into the 21st century. That's direct TV stream at directtv.com. All right. So it was made mention, and I've seen a couple of people talking about this on Twitter and something that I've noticed recently is that, you know what? The bullpen's not been all that terrible. So I thought let's dive in, let's dig in a little bit more 
And sure enough, it's not. In fact, we're talking about since August 27th. I kind of marked this on yesterday's podcast, but since August 27th, or at least on yesterday's lockdown now, after talking about that horrible loss, and I'm so glad that we had a win to talk about today because I really didn't want to talk too much about that loss. It was you know, some nice thing. I mean, Kyle Farmer hit a home run off a left-handed pitcher to tie the game, but just overall not great. And they got the win today, so we'll focus more on that. But anyway, since August 27th, when the Reds were 12 games over 500, and this slide kind of started, really, uh, the bullpen's actually been phenomenal. And we're talking about since then, they have the best XFIP in all of baseball, major league baseball, everyone you're talking about the Brewers, the Dodgers, the Padres, um, the amazing teams like the white Sox and things like that. The reds in this small sample size, I, I get it. It's not the best of sample sizes, but over the last three weeks, they have the best XFIP at 3.3 and the best walk rate at 4.9%. They're not giving up walks great to see. Plus, you combine that with the fact they've got the third best strikeout percentage at 27.7 and a BABIP that shows you they're not getting lucky. It's at 303, which is actually right around league average, if not just a slightly tick above league average, but I'm not saying they're getting unlucky by any stretch. It just shows you that this isn't a fluke. It's not a fluky uh, kind of performance. It is a small sample size, so maybe not going too crazy with it, but it's at least nice to see that the bullpen has bounced back a bit. It's interesting to note too. It's not necessarily the three guys that you're thinking, because I looked at this, the triumvirate now that TJ Antone triumvirate, you gotta like that word. Now that TJ Antone is out and probably not going to pitch next year either is Lucas Sims, Michael Lorenzen and Michael Givens. You've got the Michael, the Michael and Michael law firm to end the game and Lucas Sims coming in in big situations in the seventh inning or late in the sixth, something like that. Lucas Sims over his last seven appearances has allowed two earn runs, 13 strikeouts, hasn't walked anybody and has only given up four hits. That's pretty good. Michael Lorenzen is a little bit, not, not as nice, but you know, still pretty good. I mean, he looked really good yesterday, but he has three earned runs allowed over his last five appearances. And I forgot to mention, I looked at this on baseball reference, so it's not updated with today's numbers. So you can actually bump those up a little bit. You got eight appearances for Lucas Sims with two earned runs and a couple more strikeouts now added on to those 13. You now have six appearances for Michael Lorenzen with only three earned runs allowed. He has allowed two home runs though but no walks and five strikeouts he did have a couple of strikeouts today as well and then michael gibbons he he kind of struggled a little bit we've seen a little bit more of a not say human because it's not as if he's like superhuman when it comes to being a relief pitcher but he's been better than what the reds had earlier this season but over his last seven appearances four earned runs allowed and he does have six strikeouts He's got three walks, though. He's the one dude in the triumvirate who's given up walks, and he does have a home run allowed as well. So, yeah, you know, your top three guys aren't phenomenal, but they're doing you some good. The thing that really gets me is this dude right here, Santion. We have got to give this guy some love. You want to talk about how good he has been nine and two thirds innings. This is since I, I kind of took the same sample since August 27th nine and two thirds innings pitched in six appearances, no runs allowed, 11 strikeouts, 
just phenomenal. He's given up a handful of hits and stuff, but he has limited that damage. Tony Santion might be building something for the future. He might be an arm that the Reds can rely on out of the bullpen. And you love to see it. He's really got that great combination of the fastball and that wipeout slider that guys can't touch. I love watching him pitch. And there's one other dude, too, I want to talk about as well. And that's the guy that uh, he came over as part of that uh, player to be named later for two relievers from the Yankees, Luis Sessa. Luis Sessa has really been dominant over his last seven appearances. He has seven strikeouts, no runs allowed, and only three hits allowed. He's and he's not walked anybody. We're talking about three total base runners allowed by Luis Sessa over his last seven appearances. And he's got seven strikeouts to boot. Just love seeing what these guys have brought to the table, but it is a team effort for this bullpen that has been much maligned and deservedly. So they've been bad all year long, but at least for these last three weeks, they've given us a respite. They've given us the ability to hope in this bullpen should everything else kind of come together. They're not going to win too many games one to nothing when they're playing against the Dodgers. And uh, honestly, I don't even want to think about one, nothing games. I want them to score more. I I want some more runs out of this lineup. They they really had some lethargic looking at bats again against the Pittsburgh pirates today. It's almost as like, they're like, you know what, whatever, we're going to get out of here. If we win, we win. And if not, then we'll, we'll figure it out tomorrow. But thankfully they got that win. And that's going to afford us the opportunity to be a little positive here, to, to kind of get some good vibes rolling here in this final segment, which we will talk about in just a minute. Before we talk about that, though, I wanted to let you know that you can still take advantage of our offer at betonline.ag. Set up your profile today and enter that promo code locked on. You'll get 100% more on your initial deposit. And you know what? I get it. Maybe you're not a baseball better. Maybe you got some kind of hang up. There's a stigma. There was this guy who played for the Reds that did that and kind of got in trouble. Whatever. That's fine. I get it. But you like you some football. It's football season. Get in on the action at betonline.ag today and set up that promo code locked on to get 100% more. You've got money lines. You got uh, point spreads when it comes to football. You got run lines when it comes to baseball, which are normally minus or plus one and a half. And you've got the over-unders. You got Thursday night football action going on tonight, Washington and New York. I might give you a little bit of tip. I know this isn't a baseball tip, but uh, I'm taking Washington, man. I got them at three point and minus three. I I think Washington's going to win. I think they're going to win big. I think that defense is going to shut down a New York Giants offense that is missing one of their starting offensive linemen. They, they're they still trying to figure out what up with Saquon Barkley. So give me the Washington football team minus three points. I'm taking that and running with it today. That's your tip for me for the uh, betonline.ag. Go there today. Set up your profile with the promo code locked on for 100% more on your initial deposit. And also check out rockauto.com for your next auto part whether you are restoring an old classic car maybe you got let's see maybe you got like a studebaker or something yeah you got like one of those really old awesome looking cars or you know maybe you're really cool and you got like a aston martin db8 you know you like james bond maybe james bond is listening right now to the lockdown reds podcast that'd be cool go to rockauto.com james bond and get you some parts for your car or if you just got an everyday driver maybe you got a honda Maybe you've got a Hyundai Elantra, something like that. They got parts for you at rockauto.com. 
com. And just in case you're not an expert and you don't really know what you're looking for, I'm telling you, number one, you're going to get reliably low prices. And number two, you're going to get a lot of help because rockauto.com is family owned and they've been doing this for over 20 years. They can help you find exactly what you need and deliver it right to your door. That way you save on parts costs, which are through the roof, pretty much wherever you look nowadays, it's shortage this shortage that rockauto.com can help you out. Go there today and in the checkout section in the How'd You Hear About Us area, type in Locked On to let them know that your pal Jeff sent you from the Locked On Reds podcast. That's rockauto.com and type in Locked On in the How'd You Hear About Us section. Rockauto.com has all of the parts that your car will ever need. Let's be positive. How, how about it? Let's just have some fun, you know? I mean, whatever. It's the fifth win in 21 games. You can look at it that way. You can look at the fact that they're still behind the Cardinals and the Padres for the wild card spot. I get it, but think of it this way. They have one now 15 games left. And I I mentioned the other day, if they go 12 and four, which is accounting for the fact that they only win one game against the Dodgers and one game against the white Sox. And they can make some hay the rest of the way against the Pirates and the Nationals. If they go 12 and four, now 11 and four, then they'll finish with 87 wins. That seems phenomenal when it comes to making the second wild card spot. And I believe this team can do that. I, I feel like the lull that they've been going through is just that it's a lull. We've had a lot of people lately, whether it be Twitter or callers into radio shows and things like this, people commenting on stuff saying that this is who they are. This is the reds. They were always going to be a 500 disappointing team. They weren't making the playoffs. And I don't know why I did that voice, but that is where a lot of people's minds have been recently with the reds. They're like, see, they've showed their true colors shown their true colors and they're not making the playoffs. There's even some people suggesting that they'd finish under 500. (sighs) Wow. I mean, you want to talk about negativity. I've just been just absorbing negativity here recently, and it's really been fighting the optimistic side of me, but optimistic Jeff is not dead. There are still more games left to play and there's still a chance for this lineup to get Right now, the problem's going to be they got to do it now this weekend against the Dodgers. And by doing so, I just want them to be competitive, win one game, don't get swept at home. They've played very terrible at home as of real. They played very terrible overall, but they played very terrible at home recently. And now they are going up against matchups that, uh, if you look at what Vegas is going to come out with for the odds and the lines and different things like that, I guarantee you they're going to be underdogs in all three of these games. Guarantee you. Walker Bueller, Max Scherzer, and Clayton Kershaw. Just going to talk about this ad nauseum, hopefully using some reverse psychology. Maybe the Reds lineup can really get going against these guys. But you're talking about two three former Cy Young winners, just phenomenal pitchers all around. There's not a flaw in their game. You're looking at a Max Scherzer who has been even more Mad Max than normal ever since becoming a Dodger. I think I saw a stat the other day that his ERA is under one as a Dodger. Number one, 
And this might be a rant that I really go on tomorrow. Now, tomorrow we're going to have Jeff Snyder from the Locked On Dodgers podcast join me for a crossover for this series. It'll be the first time I get to talk with Jeff on the podcast. Looking forward to that. It's going to be the Jeff show. But when I look at this and, and I'm just like, dude, how do you go out and you spend all that money and you get last year's Cy Young Award winner to be in your rotation? And then when, you know, crap hits the fan and he can't pitch anymore, you just go get Max Scherzer? Gosh, what it must be to be a Dodger fan. Anyway, that's not a road I'm ever going to go down. So we got to see what the Reds can do against these guys because you're not, I mean, if you, if you can outlast them as they start, it's going to be tough because if you're talking about Connor Overton shutting out this lineup, then Walker Bueller, Max Scherzer, and Clayton Kershaw could practically fall out of bed and throw a complete game no-hitter against these guys. I tell you what, this is going to be a struggle, but I'm thinking they win one out of two and they just hang on a little bit more and then they make some hay next week. They got seven home games against the Pirates and Nationals next week and they can really take off. Six and one is a total possibility. I firmly believe it. I understand that they've been bad lately. You're saying, Jeff, they haven't hit. They've lost to bad teams. They've lost seven series in a row, including one series to the Pirates. How are you even remotely this positive because I'm crazy. Yeah, that's what I got. I'm crazy, but I think that they're going to be all right. As we finish up the season, I think they are going to be right back in the face of that second wild card spot. They're going to put the pressure on the Cardinals, the Cardinals and the Padres play each other this weekend. So if the reds, God forbid, if the reds can take two out of three from the Dodgers, boy, we'll be really talking here. Uh, but you know, it's going to be interesting to see exactly what happens in these next three games, because we're talking about three games in which the reds have no business winning. And I think that that might be good for them. That might be good for this club because all they've heard over the last month is, Oh gosh, they're playing easy guys. I've been one of those people saying it. they had a favorable schedule and what have they done? They've squandered it. Now they're playing a team that should beat them. Let's see what happens. I got a good feeling about it. I don't know why. I think I'm just crazy. But we'll talk to Jeff Snyder from the Locked On Dodgers podcast tomorrow for a crossover to get you set for this series. But that's going to do it for us here today. Thank you so much for watching, for listening. Make sure that you're following the podcast on whatever you're currently consuming it on, whether it be watching or listening. And make sure you follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked On Reds. Save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. I want to hear from you. Reactions, you're probably thinking I'm crazy because I think most of Reds country by now is either apathetic or just completely negative. Whatever. I, I choose to be delusional. And uh, we're going to keep on with that right here every single day talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Make sure that you're following me. I'll talk to each and every one of you tomorrow.